0: Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment podcast for finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and at the top of this show, I want to thank everybody who's been listening to the show, because we this is episode 20. I am utterly shocked that this show has been doing as well as it has, because alongside it being episode 20 we have passed 2,000 all-time listens to the show, which makes me super, super proud of just what's been going on with this and the kind of community that this show has been fostering. Um, I'm going to be doing more active stuff for fostering that community going forward, but that's... In a couple weeks, I'll talk more about that. Um, Until then, it is still leader out of their own affiliation month. And with me this week is Martin from the Tales of Crisis podcast. How are you doing today? I'm
1: very well, thank you, and congratulations on the 20th episode. You've done very well to get there.
0: Thank you. Um, and for those who don't know you, would you mind introducing yourself?
1: Yep, no problem. So as you said, Martin, um, on the Tales of Crisis uh, podcast, as most people in, in the wargaming started at a young age with... Games Workshop games, fell out of favor, got back into it, um, went through a number of different games. And in the last two or three years, um, picked up Age of Sigmar, started a podcast with uh, a friend of mine, Chalmers. We did a Tales of Sigmar podcast for quite a while, and we're still doing it. And then I got into MCP around September time. had the box set, finally opened it up then found out about TTS and it all kind of went from there done a number of the tournaments on TTS and the uh, season four, I jumped in on uh, planning to do season five as well. Been running the podcast. So at that point kind of said to, to Jamers um, one, I got him into the game as well. And two, we kind of said, well, let's do both. Um so we now have a tales of war games, which is our overarching banner. and that we've got a Tales of Sigma and a Tales of Crisis uh, podcast. Main focus is on the northeast of England and Scotland kind of tournament event scene when that actually kicks off. Um, so until that kicks off, we've been doing a beginner series. So we've done a set of mini crisis. Um, we're, I think we're boring to that now. Um, and, and that should be coming out uh, regularly again after a bit of a, a real life set of events that's happened recently so we're back on it um and that's aimed at more beginners people that maybe just opened up the box or had a couple of games and we go deep into a particular subject uh movement is one we're on at the moment
0: fantastic and keying off something you talked about uh have you figured out what you're playing for season five
1: um I've got a a structure there, but I'm not too sure exactly where we're going with it. So we're going Asgard, but Mm. I I wanted to go pure Asgard, but I've played a couple of games recently where at certain points level I've struggled um, in certain situations. So I'm I'm looking for a splash affiliation to go in there for, for certain scenarios and certain points levels. Mm-hmm. I've Just yet to find out what that is. Wakanda was the obvious one, but I don't like to go too obvious. So um,
0: you, you're you're talking to the person who never likes the easy answer.
1: Um, exactly, it's it's too too obvious, too easy. You want to mm-hmm. surprise your opponent every now and then, put something completely random in where they're sat there thinking either this person's an absolute genius or they have no idea what they're doing, and they just don't know either way.
0: So, so two points. Um, one, and we were talking a little bit about this before the show. I think Sin Enchantress Loki is a fantastic cabal core, and that's a really easy splash.
1: Yes, you mentioned that before, and it hadn't really occurred to me. But actually, putting just just putting Sin in kind of opens up a whole raft of options in there. Um, so I've got probably three slots that I'm flexible enough the mm-hmm. So sticking Sin in there, maybe a couple of others, um, would really open that up. And you know, I've probably got one team tactics. Uh, slot spare as well that I could put something in depending on, on where we go so yeah. there's a bit of flexibility there so definitely what I'm going to go and investigate later on this week
0: mm-hmm. and the other one uh, I uh, for my season 5 I am in fact pl- going to be playing Wakanda though
1: okay fair enough I'm, I'm going to it's be... not standard Wakanda
0: no I'm playing Doomed Prophecy Wakanda with Agent Woodo and Mystique
1: Fair enough. An interesting flex on there.
0: Yeah, um, it's you're running Mystique for the uh, Wakanda Forever doing Mystique activation trick. Yep. Um, and then you're running Agent Window because she's one the best bomb target in the game right now. Absolutely. Um, and two, she also gets you out of scenario VP.
1: Yes, o- always useful to have that. Mm-hmm. That option there, I've, I've lost a couple of games recently um, to that where I, I thought I knew exactly what was going on, and then at the end it was just like, oh, and, and Agent Widow then scores there, and you're like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. of course. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not one that in the heat of battle is at the forefront of most people's minds, so it's a, it's a good one, definitely.
0: Yeah, and also it means that my crew, because I am taking Killmonger a lot of the time, I have two different out-of-scenario VP options.
1: Yes, yeah, no, that, that, that's good. Um, we, we experimented with that a while ago. Um, some of my friends would kind of, kind of work out how many different ones you could get in. Um, and yeah, There's there's they're the main two, aren't they? Uh,
0: yeah, because it's like the other ones, are you're playing Blackwater Affiliation, which I think Blackwater is going to be waiting on the back burner until Bob comes out, because I think Bob will revolutionize Blackwater.
1: Yes, I can see that. Um, I think that, that really opens some interesting options up as well.
0: Yeah, because the the new Blackwater play will be Bob attacks round one, dates himself, at top of round two He you price a failure Bob out of the game and give everyone yeah. three, v, uh, three power. Yeah. Which mm, is fine. just, like, so much fun, right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I, I've used Bob a couple of times because I started running the X-Force and, uh, Yeah, you just start turn one, well, yeah, round one play, just putting his rocket. It it does so much damage, Mm -hmm. just straight off the bat. Um, And it can really turn the tide for you. Even if that, after that, it does nothing. That alone can really um, make a massive impact in the game.
0: Yeah. And then the other out of scenario VP that I specifically know of is Blood Red Impersonal.
1: That's the Punisher one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no. that, that's all we came up with because we were trying to look at what we could do with Black Order and how else you could get um, out of scenario ones.
0: Yeah, I, I've wanted to try Agent Widow and Black Order just so you get the VP tick on the Days and the VP tick on the KO. Yep. But yeah.
1: Good way. Good way to get those extra VPs. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, uh, we are not here for any of that though. Who are we here for today? We are here for Green Goblin. Mm Mm-hmm. Who is one of my favorite characters. Um, And for astute listeners of the show who've been listening since the beginning, this is also going to be our first repeat character of the show. Um, I'm not afraid to repeat characters. I generally want to give them two to three, maybe even more months between each other just so new stuff can come out and we have new ideas. But I think as we've talked about in a lot of recent episodes, at the end of the episode, it's like, yeah, you also had like four other directions you could have gone right there that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, and I think having the ability to explore those options more in depth is never going to be a bad thing. I just don't want to repeat stuff too close together.
1: Always makes sense. Keep, keep it fresh. And Green Goblin is definitely somebody that I think we're going to see a lot more of with the increase in spider foes, once we get that release out there, yes. I think you're going to see a lot more of him. But unfortunately, at the moment, I don't tend to see that much of him.
0: Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I
1: think is a shame, because mm-hmm. a great character, and I, I, I actually really like the model as well.
0: Oh, yeah. I, It's one of, I think, the best models on the table for me. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't really know of a model that I like. The... Green Goblin is a a kind of presentation of excess for this company. It is such a a dynamic and specific mold, and like the only things that really compete with it for me are some of the really subdued and simplistic molds, um, like She Hulk and uh, Black Bolt. Yeah. That yeah. do a lot to convey their story in very little plastic.
1: Yeah, maybe not in little plastic, but I mean, Kingpin is probably one of my favorite ones. And mm-hmm. again, it's a very simplistic, but it it kind of just sums up Kingpin perfectly.
0: For yeah, me. for sure. Um. But he has two affiliations currently, which are the spider foes, which he leads, and then Criminal Syndicate, which we may talk about as a splash, but definitely won't be our, like, main focus. Um. But yeah, he's he's a fascinating character. I think he's probably the most interesting character in the game.
1: Got a lot of variety in in what, what he can do. Um, but they're, they're quite tricksy, which which is good. That's yeah. what you'd expect from Green Goblin.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's and the fact that he has very very distinct front side and back side.
1: Yes, yes, it's a nice nice change. He's one of the few that kind of all of a sudden has quite significant changes between the two.
0: Mm-hmm. Um on the front side he's a fairly tanky guy with seven health and four three three defenses, which is nothing to scarf at. Um No,
1: he, he's very solid
0: on his front side. Then he can punish people for moving near him with his trick or treat. Um which gets really interesting when you have advance effect, or as they're kind of being known now as bow effects. Um, that term is named after Bow to the Will of Modok, which was the first instance of this style of effect in the game where you can advance uh, an enemy character. Um, I have, as many of you probably know, was the creator of the Santa spider list, which really... Leverage that the fact that you could, uh, both advance or place a character using Thanos to get off a trick or treat on one of your own turns, um, and I think that is. I think there's potential for going in that direction. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yep. Um, and then he has his hidden run ability, which I I like hidden run a lot
1: it it's quite underused it it can be quite useful Uh, at the end of the day it's just a charge backwards um and i think people often overlook it um i think it's that ability to just move to where you need to move and then Mm -hmm. do it and then get back out out into safety um especially with a tanky character like him it's very hard to put down if you if you're getting enough power to use hit and run consistently is a character that is very difficult to, to really get hold of.
0: Well, it's not always back to safety.
1: Not always. You can always do it to kind of jump onto a, an objective. Um, mm-hmm. But in essence, it's, it's giving you that free attack, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's, it's meaning you can move twice, but you still get to have an attack.
0: Uh-huh. It's action compression. Or you get a move and two attacks in a turn. Yeah. Um, And I think there's directions you can go with that as well. And then then we have an interesting rules text that I think will become more important in a couple months when we get Amazing Spider-Man which is Arch Nemesis Peter Parker um which allows all of your attacks suddenly get reroll all will uh, any dice which is a very important distinction from we roll all Reroll all, you have to pick up even your good results. Reroll any, you can pick and choose which results you reroll, so you're getting the best result out of it. Um, but more importantly, you may modify and reroll skulls. Um, when specifically you're attacking a enemy Peter Parker character, and now that we're getting Amazing Spider-Man coming up, I would not be surprised if he gets a little bit more relevance just by having a more relevant target to go after with that ability.
1: Yeah, I, I think the the problem with this one is that the second part of it, basically, if you're close enough, I think it's mm-hmm. within three, you have to then go after Peter Parker with your first action. Yeah. I, I, that's kind of like the, the double-edged sword of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, it's not bad to have to go after him, considering you're getting those reroll,
0: mm-hmm. And that he applies the insinuate condition, which... You can really fish for with those rerolls, and I think Incinerate is something that Amazing Spider-Man will not like. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Incinerate is for me, definitely one of the best conditions in the game to be putting on people. It's it's so powerful.
0: Um, I think it's really only rivaled at this point by Root or Judgment, now that they're kind of becoming more widely applicable.
1: Yes. Um, And Hex is another one that I'd kind of see as pretty pretty powerful, um, <laughs> but yeah, again, you know, you don't see a lot of those other ones. Whereas incinerate, I think it pops up quite a bit. I th-
0: I think it only pops up quite a bit because there is a very popular scenario that uses it.
1: Yes, yeah, I think as soon as I said it, I was thinking that um, you 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 tend to see in that scenario quite a lot, um, and as you say, it's a very popular scenario these days. So. Um, and, and you can tell just from playing that scenario how impactful that uh, condition can be.
0: Oh, yeah. And then we flip over to his backside and becomes five health, three, three, five.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's quite, a, a, quite a change there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so all of a sudden becoming five mystical. Um, and mystical, again, it's an attack that seems to be increasing um, as the releases go on. So mm-hmm. again, starting to become much more relevant.
0: Yeah, well, we're, we're really, much like the MCU, this game started off very grounded with its characters. And yes. has slowly gone to the weirder stuff as time has gone on. Um, with the asterisk of the big head-in-the-room MODOK.
1: Yeah, he was always an odd one for such an early release, wasn't he? Um, I... I don't think many people knew of him before um, playing MCP. I definitely hadn't heard of him.
0: I am not surprised considering the fact that... I think it was just a couple months later, the Avengers video game where M.O.D.O.K. was the big villain came out.
1: Right. Kind of so tied like, into that.
0: I can see the like multi-level marketing Disney person watching over all of that and making that decision. <laughs> um, and doesn't he have like, a Hulu show coming up or something?
1: It does. Yes, that's coming out very, very soon. Um, I think it's on. Because we don't have Lou over here, we've got. I think it's going to be on Stars over here. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very, it, very non-Marvel looking show. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what that's like.
0: Yeah. Um, but on his flip side, he suddenly gets a lot of extra power gen. His attacks become better, um, and he gets a throw. And a yeah. really, really good throw, medium range, size three for three power.
1: Yeah, so he's throwing himself, isn't he? Yep. So this is the glider RAM that you're talking of. Um, mm-hmm. yes, it, it's very, um, it yeah, it, it gets you again. It's extra movement, um, and it means that you can do, um, damage, quite reliably. I think throws is one of those ones where, you know. It's, it's a very reliable way of put, getting out damage.
0: Mm-hmm. so as
1: you say size three um, you put four damage on somebody they, depending on what they roll but um any, any attack where you you're guaranteed to be doing four successes is, is is pretty solid
0: yeah So now then there's a couple options we have going uh for affiliations, I think. Um, but, uh, do you have any ideas straight out of the gate that you want to bring up?
1: Um, not necessarily affiliations. Cause I kind of looked at a number of them and, um, it, there's, there's nowhere for me that he instantly fits. Well, th- there are two elements to him that I think are very interesting that you can build around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One is he, he can put out a, a number of conditions. So obviously on his builder, uh, you know, on a wild, on your builder, you can put out bleed, poison, incinerate. Um, and on his spender, he's putting out poison and incinerate. So, you know, he's a reliable um, condition passer out, uh, if that, that's the right word. Um, and then the other element is that trick-or-treat, you know, um, that ability to, if you can, put, as you say, move people into that zone. Um, there are a number of other characters now that have a similar ability, mm-hmm. you know, and you can set up zones where you move people in and they're just getting attacked uh, all over the shop, which is, is very powerful. Not sure how effective that is in the wider game, um, mm-hmm. if that's your only ability, but they, they were the two things that jumped out to me is worth exploring.
0: So, so the other thing that has jumped out to me and worth exploring, because I think he's the tankiest character, at least on his front side, with this ability, which is uh, hidden and run. I think yeah. you could play an exceptionally slippery, protect an important extract, Green Goblin.
1: Yes, no, 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 that's not not uh, a bad idea. You know, he's. I don't know why, but in my head, I always think that he should be long. I know probably game wise that would be more powerful, mm-hmm. too powerful, but w- with the glider, it kind of feels like he should be moving long. Um, but even so, medium with uh, his medium base, he is quite a mobile character, even without the hit and run. So yes, uh, definitely having that ability will um, allow him to, to move around the board with an extract quite easily.
0: Yeah, and it's how do I phrase this? The ways in which he's an objective carrier is interesting because of the way he creates area denial around himself for people trying to get in on him.
1: Yes, he's, he's not somebody that, if, he, if he's got enough power on him, he's not somebody that you want to reliably go near. And because his attacks are both range four and three, he actually doesn't need to be in the mix of it to still be relevant. He can you know, take the extract, go hide in a corner, and he can still influence the game.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's whoever gets close enough to daze him and pick up his extract is going to die the next turn because you flip him over.
1: Yes. Yeah, once he's flipped, he then becomes a lot more powerful, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, and suddenly he, he creates a one-for-one exchange, generally, toward, around the extract objective, which I find is really interesting. Um, So you can definitely play around that idea if you want to. Yeah,
1: uh, no, it's definitely, definitely an area to, to explore.
0: Mm-hmm. So is there one of those realms that you really jumped out to you first?
1: Yeah, let's explore the 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 um, hit and run element of it because, like I said, I'd I kind of thought of the trick or treat one and, and the, the the condition ones, but neither of them particularly got me to a place that I was comfortable with. Um, the, there was always something a little bit missing. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, let's 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 explore the trick or treat, uh, the hit and run element of it, and, and see where we go with that.
0: Well, I think hit and run and trick or treat can both benefit from. An affiliation we'd actually talked about last week, because it's good for the characters that don't necessarily have the most power gen but have kind of expensive uh superpowers, which is Avengers.
1: Yep. Um definitely definitely because then then your hit and run is is more or less auto, um, as long as you're not spending too many trick or treats.
0: Mm-hmm. And because Trick or Treat is a reactive ability, you're also getting that discount on your Trick or Treat. Yes. And Avengers has has become an interesting affiliation to me, just because of how large they are.
1: Yeah, you've got you've got lots of options. It still feels like Cap is a bit of a tax, as such. Um, mm-hmm. But I. I... I think he ha- he has probably unfairly got a bit of a reputation, um, and I think the more I mean, we've added this week, they've added more to to Avengers, haven't they? Yeah. Um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver has gone in there now as well, so it's mm-hmm. it's an ever growing one. It'll be very interesting to see what happens when, if they give a leadership to to uh, Sam Wilson, but with the cap leadership, you you can do some really fun things with them.
0: And I think the thing that everybody forgets about Cap is Cap has a throw it's just two power and an action. Yeah. So it's like there's only so much I can really complain about him when he has the throw and the like nigh invincibility that he has.
1: Yeah, you you just need to, to make sure that you take into account that Of of what he's there for Mm -hmm. Um, I think the the trap people fall into is go right we're going to do Avengers, we're going to build this and then at the end we just need to stick Cap on Um, because it just feels like well then he's not really contributing at all to what you're trying to do Mm -hmm.
0: and I think there is an interesting direction we can go with Avengers because of a different new piece of tech that came out uh, with the new releases that came out at least here for me at the U.S. Uh, today, which is Deadly Legacy Virus Cured.
1: This is the new uh, crisis, isn't this?
0: Yes, the new 19-point crisis.
1: Remind me which one this, because there's two that have come out, and I, I must admit, I can't remember which one's which.
0: So it's, um, you, uh, this one is, you have the three down the middle. Right. And... Um, if one person ever gets all three of them, they immediately die and you get eight VP.
1: Yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's going to be an interesting one to see how this works out. I've, I've seen, uh, I think it was Xavier Protocols has done one about using the Hulk for this, which mm-hmm. was a very interesting read. Um, yes. But I'm sure there are many other options for it.
0: And I'm just thinking about this mission with mission objective. Yes. Which is an oft-forgotten tactics card.
1: This is the one where you can pass. Is this the Hawkeye end?
0: No. No, No. that's the professionals. Ah. Mission objective is from the core box, and you spend two, um, either when you would drop a token or as an active ability, to give that token to someone within range. Ooh, I need to check this. Uh, pass it to someone, an allied character within range two. Yeah, which just happens to be bodyguard range.
1: True, that is very true.
0: Um, and I'm so you're thinking of giving them two cap, or I'm thinking about using cap, um, and green goblin, green goblin's ability to be evasive, and cap to, um, between. Green Goblin, Cap and Quicksilver, who's now affiliated, I think you can get a strong hold on it and then at one point of the game you can pass it off to whoever needs the token to trigger. And you yep. have and you have this kind of like we are going to take the advantage and we're going to try and get one token on each of these three people. And then when one of them dazes, we go after the person who dates them and stack a second token on them. And at that instance, we mission objective with the third person to get the third token on them.
1: Yep. No, I, I can see that logic. So you're thinking of using Quicksilver to get the far. So if you, as long as you have priority, Quicksilver gets you your far objective. Mm-hmm.
0: And can then, Green Goblin get to the far one? Uh, I don't think he can quite. Uh, but more specifically, with advanced R&D, Quicksilver can get to the far objective and still have a long move back.
1: Back, yes. I was wondering whether or not you could do that with hit and run with advanced R&D. Um, no.
0: Um, because hit and run does, is an action cost. Ah, uh, uh, yes. So you would so still yeah, you get would
1: need to, yeah. only two. Yeah. Whereas with Quicksilver, it's just a move. It's just a free move, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only other character who could potentially do something close would be Ghost Rider, but I think he would end up one power short overall. Yes. Yeah. So that is that's- one possible play, but one single play does not make an entire roster, and that's not the only yeah. idea I have to far on the table. No,
1: absolutely. Um, so, who who else are you thinking of, of building that core um, Avengers? So you've got so far Quicksilver and
0: Captain America. Um, I've really been liking Beast as a core um, Avenger. You also have the option of classic Hawkeye or one of the new boys, either Iron Fist or Luke Cage.
1: I like Hawkeye because I think Hawkeye can double up on the passing out conditions. Mm -hmm. So you've got your Pumpkin Bonds giving out conditions and you've got Hawkeye giving out conditions. That seems solid. Um, Beast Beast is a funny one because I played X-Men for a while and Beast was by far my least effective Mm piece, Mainly because my opponent brought Hawkeye a lot and was able to focus down on the, the lack of energy uh, defense.
0: I think Beast thrives in his other two affiliations, um, one of which I want to bring up for this context anyway. Inhumans, I think there's also the potential to play a Green Goblin in Inhumans.
1: Yes, and that again, you're giving him the power. You've got Crystal for the conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely one that I did did think of, um, just purely because I was thinking, conditions, crystal, where Mm. does that take me in humans? Um, And again, very solid. You've got Medusa in there, who we all know is quickly becoming one of the best characters in the game. Um,
0: And we've got one of my recent favourite characters in the game, Ronan the Accuser. Yeah,
1: I've not really explored Ronan that much. I've played against him a couple of times, and he is quite annoying, but... um,
0: so, he doesn't
1: he doesn't seem that much play. What What is it appeals to you about
0: him? Ronin hard wins attrition matchups. Attrition v. attrition matchups. Ronin does a lot to help your team in that matchup because suddenly you're taking out the comeback mechanic of an attrition v. attrition matchup. Yeah. More specifically, I've been playing a 20-point team in Inhumans of Ronin with the power gem, Black Bolt... Uh, Beast, Red Skull, and Baron Zemo. Interesting. And it has been doing work for me. But that, yes.
1: that's, yeah, no, that's a, that's a, an interesting 20.
0: Mm-hmm. And we have officially hit the point where half of the Inhumans affiliations are just husbands of Quicksilver. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. Husbands <laughs> of Crystal. With the addition of Quicksilver.
1: There we go. That's as a good a reason as any to put him in there.
0: Mm-hmm. I I do love how it's the Inhumans and all of Crystal's husbands. <laughs>
1: it's fair enough. Um, I, I I think that I must admit I, I looked at it when the the affiliation came out and I thought, why is Quicksilver in there? And then somebody explained it to me and I was like,
0: okay, fine, <laughs> why mm-hmm. not? Yeah, no, I I'm waiting impatiently if they ever do a. Um, Quake model. I think she's going to be a good Inhuman.
1: Yes, could could be good.
0: Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I do think there's potential for a Green Goblin in there. Um, an interesting choice as kind of a defensive, extract-heavy playstyle team. He could also be a web warrior. Has...
1: Oh, I just am against that for so many reasons.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm guessing uh, all of them flavor.
1: Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't think I could put him on the table with uh, Spider Man. Um, but yes, he kind of, he, he's got the mobility that they love and he. he will give him a bit more defense mm-hmm. to make him even more difficult to to um, attack. So yeah no Web Warriors is I did think of that when I was going through some of the potentials. Mm-hmm. Um but like I say I discarded it very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. purely for flavour.
0: Uh-huh. Um and then the other two that I've I've really thought about are the two other consistent power genning affiliations, which are Magneto Brotherhood because Yep. Trick-or-Treat does trigger Magneto's affiliation ability, which exactly. means you power from that, or A-Force. Yeah, I
1: did think A-Force because I was thinking, again, when I was thinking through the conditions, I was thinking Crystal and I was thinking uh, Scarlet Witch because mm-hmm. now she she hands out quite a fair few uh, conditions as well. Mm-hmm. And I kind of then went, oh, well, with those two, you could go A-Force. I think my problem then is you're, if you're running Scarlet Witch um she-hulk crystal and uh, green goblin that's taken up a lot of uh, threat value um and i'm not sure that combination of those four is as powerful as i would like it to be for that um threat cost so mm-hmm. i kind of yeah i can see him there but i do think the the, the cost perhaps of she-hulk would make me think twice in, in that affiliation
0: so you don't always have to bring a leader for your affiliation.
1: You don't, but then you are losing the, the reason you're putting you in there essentially is because of the, the leadership bonus.
0: While um, that is true, you can kinda... play a um and this is actually slowly what um my unaffiliated um conditions list that we talked about back when we talked about agent Widow. Um, that was probably about seven episodes. I think that was episode 13, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, slowly, as things have been added to this, um, I have found that it's ended up becoming un- leaderless A-Force conditions because you're running Scarlet Witch, Crystal, uh, Agent Widow, and whatever else you're bringing as yep. your core. And then you're just... Playing on the really good tactics cards that um, A Force brings.
1: Uh, so is that stalwart, um And what? What is there? Any- anything else in there? Because the two that I always think of for A Force is Special Delivery and stalwart What Determination.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is there another one available for them?
0: Yes. So you you also have the option of A Force Assemble. Okay. Yes. Um, which is a lot more situational, but I think Star Wars Determination is such a powerful effect Yeah. that I'm okay playing just that not and not worrying about the tax of a She-Hulk.
1: That makes sense, because you can keep She-Hulk in your roster for, for the, the higher threat value ones. Yep. Um, as you say, you don't always have to use her.
0: Yeah. And we don't have to worry about a secondary... Uh. A, a a flyer in this list because we we are planning on bringing Scarlet Witch.
1: Yes, which which covers that element of it.
0: and Crystal.
1: Well, I was going to say crystals. Your your other one, isn't it? Because that's your yeah. long moving um, flyer. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I I I like where you're going with that one. I think there's definitely some some options in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Avengers though is the one that kind of. Um, has made me think because I think, you know, the trick just exploring for two minutes, the trick or treat one and, and why kind of I, I've maybe moved out of that one. The, the ones that jumped to my mind when I was thinking of the trick or treat was, uh, rocket mm-hmm. as a, a similar ability. And so does Mysterio. Yeah. Um, and then the problem with that was then I was kind of like, well, you've got Mysterio and green goblin, where are you going there? Um. We, we all know where that leads. So I kind mm-hmm. of moved away from that because of how we're trying to keep it as a, out of affiliation. But it's definitely something that um, you could build around if you were looking for doing something in spider photos I think that would be a really interesting oh, yeah. concept as well.
0: Mm-hmm. No, um, I, I am wholly prepared for the three triggers off of a single opponent move action.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it just makes a complete zone where anybody who's not on full health... Does not want to go anywhere near, yeah. and even some that are on full health probably aren't going to want
0: to. It's... And sometimes they don't have a choice because Mysterio, yes,
1: Mysterio's got his uh bow, hasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, it's a bow or it's a throw, even throws uh, or pushes. Uh, what would
0: throws and pushes? Uh, that would trigger Mysterio and Wacky Raccoon, mm-hmm. but not Green Goblin. But not
1: Trick or Treat, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, even then. You know, if you've set that up, it's it's pretty. On uh, certain uh, crisis, uh, thinking things like um, peregrine clouds, where you know, fundamentally there's only two points of interest. If you've managed to get enough extracts and then you go camp on one of the clouds, it really causes your opponent a, a headache if they if they're behind and they need to come to you and you're stuck there with all these zones of. Uh, do not enter zones, almost.
0: Mm-hmm. So, the thing that I had in my mind for the um, trick, uh, trick-or-treat mode was more not so much about dealing with the power gen, because I don't think there's an affiliation that allows both options that we want for both the power gen and movement for trick-or-treat, um, other than kind of Avengers, but not really. I'll get more into that in a second. Um, But I was thinking leaderless Asgard of just doing a core of Enchantress, Loki, uh, Green Goblin as uh, 13 points yep, or 12 points with a two. uh, So it's like you have to fudge around at the low numbers, um, but then you get Valkyrie for that third slot at low, at medium point values, and then suddenly you start building out from there, and then you get both Odin's Blessing and Rainbow Bridge. So it's like, that's another affiliation I don't mind going without the leader.
1: Yeah, I've played Asgard a lot recently, and I've not done it without the leader, um, because just because that leadership ability is so strong. Yeah, Um, But it's definitely an option and it allows you to be a bit more flexible because i've been running angela as well and yeah trying to get angela and thor in and then the other pieces you, you've very quickly run out so
0: yeah they are a f- very expensive affiliation yes um rightly
1: so individually they're all very powerful so mm-hmm. i kind of you you get it don't you but yeah. i'd love a, a two threat as guardian i think it would really open up your options in that space
0: yeah but i doubt that will ever happen
1: i do i can't think who they would put in there as a two threat as guardian but yeah. um I it think would still
0: i will not be surprised if at some point we get a 3 point lady Sith.
1: yes um there, there there's a few that i can see as three threats i think it's that and I think
0: be... just getting a secondary three threat in affiliation is going to do a lot for that affiliation.
1: Yeah, I've got Taskmaster in there as well. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of does that for me. Uh, I'm a big fan of Taskmaster. Yeah. In in those expensive affiliations, mm-hmm. um, I mean he's he's a good character even without that. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, and that does definitely open up a number of options.
0: Yeah, um, but. At some point on the horizon, we will probably get Beta Ray Bill, and he's going to be another expensive character in that yes, affiliation.
1: Yes, I, I, hope, I hope we still get a fair, fair few more as Um I think most of the obvious ones are there now, but um, yes, there, there's still plenty of options for them to go in there.
0: Well, since they've included so many villains, um, what's the guy from the second movie? that they completely butchered. Yeah, Malaketh. that they complete, yeah. oh, completely butchered.
1: Him. I was going to say, I'd love to see the um, comic, comic book b- version b- of uh, Malaketh <laughs> Again, bright, colourful, um, brilliantly evil. Uh, yes, no, I'd, I'd love to see him. Um, I'd love to see him now. I'd love to see, I don't know if we could ever have Odin on there. Um, I think he may be a bit too powerful, but I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's plenty to explore. But
0: Yeah, and it's, this, this game, especially with, I think, it kind of confirmed it with Sin and Viper, is not afraid to go a little obscure.
1: Not at all. And that's one of the things I love about this is um, before I got into MCP, I, I loved all the Marvel movies. I knew roughly the comics, but not to, to the level of detail of this. And, and this is a number of times I've been like, Who's that? Or why? And then you go and find uh, a run of a particular uh, mm-hmm. set of comics and you go, oh, yeah, and it explores. And this is helping leading me through the, the maze of Marvel, uh, which is, for me is fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, if if side, side tangent that's related to an actual thing in this game, uh, do you know, have you read Fear Itself yet? No. Okay, Fear Itself is the uh comic run that hammers the hammers, uh Fear Grip World is panic uh as hammers. Oh, okay. That this is the comic that's based off of. Um and it's all about Sin digging up a bunch of other hammers. Um well, and a bunch of different villains getting them.
1: Yeah strictly medium um,
0: storyline amazing costume design <laughs>
1: that's fair enough uh, so, as long as there's something in there for you mm-hmm. um but no um it, it definitely does drive some of my um uh, uh, readings at the moment because I'm currently reading and I've forgotten the name of it already um I think it's fearful symmetry mm. uh the spider-man one with um, the hunter yeah yeah um because they mentioned in in one of the um that's that they did. The, the, the character uh, card for him is going to be based around that particular run. So I'm, yes. I'm digging my way through that at the moment. So, so uh,
0: I already have a cold shot for that card that I hope hits, but I doubt. Go on then. Um, so they have already said that it is the most interesting tactics card they've ever made. Um, and so I think Craven the Hunter will be a secondary leader for Spider-Force. And then his tactics card, he can play at the beginning of a game um, in a spider, uh, in a Web Warriors affiliation to count uh, to use his leadership ability for the Web Warriors.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Because he's That's pretending to be Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's going to be something along those lines where he either that, or he's able to control anybody on Spider uh, on Web Warriors, mm-hmm. or um, can swap positions with Spider-Man on the table. That yeah. would be a great one.
0: Mm-hmm. Play this
1: tactics card for say two power, and you can swap your position with um, a Peter Parker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd love to see that. Yeah, but that would we, open we... a whole raft of uh, chaos.
0: We have gone our first pulling models in from outside the game, so who knows what's possible now?
1: Yes, yes, summoning as as uh, I call it. Uh, yeah, no, that that's absolutely crazy as well. I'm mm-hmm. very intrigued to see what that takes us.
0: Oh yeah, I I cannot wait to build uh, Mr. Sinister Cabal. yes, yes. Uh, and the fact that he's in affiliation is really fun. Just getting the rebates on the beams. It's going to be Beam City of him. Uh, Enchantress, Red Skull, and Vision. Just all sitting around beaming people.
1: Yeah, and then you play something like Gamma and uh everybody has to be there.
0: <laughs> hmm One second, I'm doing math quickly. You would have you would have to play at sixteen or higher.
1: So then you're looking at demons?
0: Yeah, demons downtown, because then you can get an out of affiliation three.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Play, play <laughs> demons, get everybody trying to be in the middle, and then get them incinerated and then beam them off.
0: Yeah, but we have we have kind of wandered around a Unlimited. lot. Which, <laughs> which I don't mind all that much, but eventually we have to get back on topic. Absolutely. Um. So you're thinking about going with this Avengers route that we were talking about?
1: I am, yes, because I'm, I'm intrigued by what you were saying at the start around... Um... The, the new Crisis, I I say, I, I feel like Hawkeye kind of um, is a good one to stick with Green Goblin so you can, on the right Crisis where possible, you can sit at the back and pick people off, hand out conditions left, right and centre.
0: Mm-hmm. And then and we were a... talking about Quicksilver as well.
1: Quicksilver's in there, yep, absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to... I know they've got everybody and anybody, but I'm just trying to Refresh my mind as to who else they can have. So, well,
0: remember that there is an affiliation document.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I've just opened up. <laughs> I um,
0: I make sure that's open right before the show starts. <laughs> understandable. Um.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I must admit, uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage again, two very interesting ones. Um, but I'm not sure how much they will sync with with what you tra- we're trying to achieve here. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm not quite sure if they come into play with the game plan that we're trying to develop. Uh, one character no. I do want to point out for something that fits with the game plan that we are trying to develop is Two Point Black Widow.
1: Yes. Again, long Longmover can, can get around the board, can go grab those um, tokens and put, bring them back.
0: And we do have both Black Widow and Hawkeye, so if we wanted to, we could play the Professionals. It's a very situational tactics card, but it can be very powerful when it comes up.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a good one to 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 slip in mm-hmm. for the more expensive uh, or the higher threat. I think Scarlet Witch, yeah, is worth putting in there. Um, I, I'm very intrigued to how powerful she's going to be.
0: So now like, we're hitting a point where we can get we we have enough affiliated slots. I think yep. we can start looking outside of affiliated.
1: Uh, yes, um, I probably wouldn't want to look much further than Enchantress, just because I think she can do a bit of everything.
0: Well, I um, was going to bring up Loki with the Mind Gem. Loki with the Mind Gem, yes. is is this kind of like classically good in Avengers, has the reactive powers, unlike Enchantress, to really abuse the Avengers leadership, and also still has the bow... Um, ability yep. that combos with uh, Green Goblin's trick-or-treat.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I don't mind that. My only other issue with Loki in the Mind Gem is the fact that it's taking up those two slots. Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose previously I wouldn't run Loki without um, the Mind Gem, but actually in Avengers, I don't think that's as bad. Yes, you lose the bow, but you're still getting good value out of him.
0: Yeah, and you still Avengers. have the ability to proactively use I Am A God to get blanks on your yep. attack roll. Um, and I, I love the timing window of I Am A God. Um, because it's always before you roll your dice. Which on yes. defense means you get to look at your opponent's dice results before determining whether or not you want to pay for I Am A God.
1: Yes, yeah. And then, and then you get to decide, is it worth it? Is it that you're going to need it? Because we all know how these dice go and that you can easily fluff a dice roll in this
0: game. Mm-hmm. Yes. There, there's the other weird option, which I don't think is the thing we actually want to do, but um, Loki does have the option to pl- play Space Gem.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not sure. If that's it. It's often overlooked, and I think it's more powerful than people give it credit for. And especially then in Avengers, you're not worried so much about the indie, the extra power. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure what you're getting in here. I suppose it's bringing it's the ability to bring your own um, extract carriers safer.
0: Yeah, that that's what it would be for. But that is suddenly a sixth uh, sixth threat investment.
1: It is, and when you look at what else you can get for sixth threat, I don't think he quite stacks up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think we go with the mind um, gem. <laughs> Keep it classic, um, and it still definitely has potential because it's that move. It either into the trick or treat, or you can always, you know, if somebody's threatening a uh, extract carrier, you can always just get in there and move them away, <laughs> give it that low key bubble, and make you know makes everything that bit more expensive.
0: Yeah, and we are we are playing Extract-heavy right now. We're really towards the Extract side of the field. And there's another character that I think works exceptionally well on Extract. And we can use our final slot to make a secondary affiliation with it, which is Toad.
1: Yes, I was going to go Toad. Um, what's the second affiliation you're going for there, then?
0: Then we can bring in Magneto and have... Because we already have Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, and then Toad, Magneto, we suddenly have Brotherhood affiliation as well as Avengers affiliation.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering whether or not actually do we do Mystique instead?
0: Mystique, Mystique is a very good option. Um, I know we. I was talking about Brotherhood, uh, Magneto specifically because we brought him up earlier.
1: Yes, with the the trick or treat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when you started going through it, I'm then wondering whether or not it's Mystique because you've got Deception, which again could be used into that trick-or-treat element. And you've also got another long mover who's mm-hmm. quite difficult to um, take down with her. Yeah. Um...
0: And it's going much more into our... It's it's a question of do we want to split our focus into two different uh, conceptual ideas for our teams or do we want to really lay on the extract game plan?
1: I think I think we go with the extract game plan because I think there are enough crisis um, secure sorry now that you've got because you've got Terrigen Clouds and you've got um, there's another one that's uh, the sea C- you know if you if you have those two I always feel that you've got the ability if you can get enough extracts you just go and camp on one
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and then. Especially with somebody like Quicksilver, if they give up theirs too much to come and try and take yours, you just Quicksilver over, don't you? And mm-hmm. you know, especially if you had somebody like Loki who could go move somebody off, then you Quicksilver over, and and you 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 know you're capping both potentially. So it always gives your opponent that risk of you can't leave his, they can't leave theirs unattended
0: mm-hmm.
1: because. You know, you could quite easily just throw Quicksilver over there or something like that. So I think, you know, having those, having two of those means that you can guarantee it. um, And then whatever you want for the the third one, because you can almost say, well, it doesn't really matter. That's not what we're picking. Um, And then, like you say, you then focus very much on the extracts.
0: Yeah. Well, so it's, I've always viewed my, if you have two very structured, Um, secures or extracts that it's like, both of these are in the same cohesive game plan, use your third slot as a silver bullet for whatever other team is also good on that game plan. Yes. So it's like, if we're bringing Terrigent Mist and Mayor Fisk, I would want a silver bullet, probably one of the pay-to-flips, that's good into Criminal Syndicate.
1: Yep. No, I see. I see where you're going with that. Um, I'm never really sure what I mean. D. I don't know. When when I played Criminal Syndicate, I never really liked a D. Um, mm-hmm. Cure. I, I always found them probably the most difficult ones because you you're getting too spread out at that point.
0: So the um, one I'm looking at specifically, just because of the stat ranges of our characters, is uh, Mutant Madman. The B. Yep. Yep. Because um, it's... While it Criminal Syndicate is also really heavy on their physical defense, our energy defense isn't amazing. Because we have, like... Some of our core characters are, like, Hawkeye, who's only two energy defense, Black Widow, who's only two energy defense. It's... Yeah, we, we have some characters who are severely lacking in that department where they aren't in physical. Um, and then even Green Goblin, he goes from a four to a three, which is still about plausible. But the other option we have, which may I I have not tried into Mayor, uh, into Criminal Syndicate yet, but is a pay to flip is Sword establishes base on Moon's Blue area.
1: Oh, and this is the other new one, is it?
0: Yes. This is this is the one that's going to be coming out with cable, so it's not going to be legal for the upcoming league, but will be um, available soon thereafter. Um, and it's I, a bunch I of. I haven't seen this one. So this one is you get it's a C map with all three points, and then whoever yep. controls the most of them gets three victory points. Um, And then if no enemies are contesting, you just pay one and flip it to your control. If there's an enemy contesting, you roll a single die on a crit, wild, or hit, you flip it.
1: Okay, so it's not based on any of your characteristics.
0: Yep. And then if a player controls more consoles during the power phase than their opponent, uh, they get to choose an enemy character and push them away short.
1: Nice. Yep, no. And what threat value is that?
0: 14. Ooh, interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think R14, let me do some math. R14, as currently stands, would be Captain America, Quicksilver, Hawkeye, and Green Goblin.
1: Which I, I don't mind at all. Yeah. Although on a C, do we want Hawkeye and Green Goblin on a C?
0: It's... I think Green Goblin can play on any scenario. It's just how you have to play him. It's different on the different scenarios. I think Green Goblin is one of the highest skill cap characters in the game. Just going to say that out there. In a C or a Scrum scenario, there is a style of play where you don't worry about him as an extract character and do the look at me, I'm a target. Go around and flip the extracts and get in people's faces. Yep. And try and get fl- and try and force your opponent to flip you, so then you go off. Yes, and we're running four wide, which means we're even or below our opponent's activation count in most situations. There are a couple three wide, fourteen teams, but they're not common. Yeah, uh, no, no,
1: that makes sense. I, I can see that. Um, I, I, Hawkeye is probably the one that I would question uh, in that scenario. Yeah. Um, do we have another three that we could put in
0: there? Not in affiliation. Um, because we yeah. afterwards we have two point Black Widow and five point Scarlet Witch, and we don't have an inaffiliated four to play the inaffiliated four and the two point Black Widow alongside Captain America.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's that, That's fine. I, I think Hawkeye will have a place. Um, you, I think he's probably the one that you have to be a little bit more cautious with.
0: Well, and if you can divide the board, f- uh, perpendicular to the starting zones you can just have Hawkeye sit on your far point and shoot into the middle point. Yes. Yeah, uh,
1: no, I mean, he, he can sit there and he, he can he can still, still do some damage and he can get there relatively easily with his hook arrow as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think we have our three missions, uh, our three Secures. Yep. Now we have a big question when we're coming over to our extracts, and I think the answer will be no, but I'm going to ask this anyway. Are we playing Panic Grip City as evacuation efforts continue? Um, I,
1: my answer is no. Not just because it's on the restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm not sure that we're going to have people with lots of power. Yeah, um, I know Avengers is obviously going to give you the bonuses, but I think a lot of the people we're picking are power hungry, and that's why we're putting them in the Avengers Mm-hmm. Because they they need a reduction, so no, I, I I think there will be others w- that will be better at it than us.
0: Very fair. Um, there are some that I do want to talk about in here though. Um, most specifically, do we want to play Wakandan herb? But what's your play on Wakandan
1: herb? So I've Brick been silver.
0: I've been playing Green Goblin as the herb carrier. Um. For a little while. This was in in scrums with a Thanos, so it had a little bit more effectiveness in that regard, just because of a little extra distance. But being size 3 as a herb carrier is fairly different from being size 2 when securing the herb, and actually sitting on the point.
1: We do have Toad as well, who I always yes. think helped in herbs.
0: We have Toad. We have Quicksilver, as we mentioned before, who... I think, is a very interesting Herb character. Yeah. Because um, he's not getting
1: there with his first movement, so he's going to have to double move to pick it up.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: then he's going to have his ability to, to run away if he gets targeted.
0: No, he won't, because he will be cu- carrying an extract.
1: Oh, and that his limit's it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: I I also am just looking at it, and the way we have our list constructed, I don't think we actually have the right points values for it. Unless, one second, I'm doing math again. So we could play a team of Captain America, Quicksilver, Black Widow, Toad, and Green Goblin at fifteen.
1: That's not bad on 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 herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I wonder if there are better ones. Yeah, I just, herb, herbs is in a very weird place at the moment. I I don't tend to see it that often um, mm-hmm. because I don't think many people have got a solid plan for it. There's yeah. a few that do, um, but I think Enchantress has kind of caused some problems with herbs by yeah. like the fact that she can go and steal your opponent's herb. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's the only person in the game that can hold your your opponent's herb. Um, technically so a of...
0: black widow character can if you use professionals
1: fair enough um so yeah it's it's kind of one of those weird situations where i think she's had a, a big hit on herbs um so i think we maybe park it for now mm-hmm. and, and maybe come back to it if we need to
0: yes we we are definitely doing we've talked about this before we're definitely doing deadly virus uh deadly legacy virus cured Uh, which is a 19-point scenario. So let's quickly build that. So we have Captain America, Green Goblin, Quicksilver. That's what we want to start out with. So that's 11 points. So we have eight remaining points. Uh, So we can play Hawkeye and Loki with the mind gem.
1: That would be Hawkeye, Loki, Quicksilver, Captain America, Green Goblin.
0: Yep. Yeah, Which, that's, that's solid. Yeah, not complaining about that. Um, yep. So, yeah. And then... So, that's definitely something we want to play because that's the thing we were talking about from the very beginning. Yep.
1: And um, I, we... I suppose the two that are jumping in my head at the moment would be Montesi. Okay. Just because we've got the beams and we've got the the... the mobility... I think Montesi with Green Goblin is an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Because he can get around and get to where he wants to be to to get the the beams off.
0: Yeah. And And then I was thinking. Most specifically, he can do the beam and then run away with Hit and Run.
1: Yes. Yeah. So again, it gives him that little bit of extra mobility Mm -hmm. and protection if needs be. Especially if we're playing. you know, if, if even if your opponent picked one of the skews, you know, there, there's a lot of skews at the moment that seem to group people together. Um yeah. A lot of the popular ones. So I, I've got I think Montesi, and then I'm thinking of an F. You know, if if our plan is extraction, the Fs are always the ones that give you that advantage of going through two. Um, you've always got the Angela question with an F. Um, and so I think if if you're coming up against somebody who's got Angela, then probably you're leaving your effort at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I, I prefer struggle over spider infected um just because mm-hmm. spider's got that so, awkward movement that can kind of cause some problems.
0: So there are two things that I want to talk about with this yep. um. So I'm with you with Struggle for the Cube that also gives us extra power gen on our characters who want extra power gen. Yep. Uh, the other one that potentially causes extra power gen and I think is very solid on a lot of our characters is our one I brought up in a completely different context early, earlier, Fear Grip's world is worthy to terrorized cities.
1: Yes. Um... Getting that extra dice on some of those attacks. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do wonder because, I, again, so what would our 18 be? Let's
0: see. Let's, let's do some math. Yeah, so, let's see what
1: the 18 would look like.
0: Uh, Captain America and Hawkeye, I think, are the two cores there. Yep. Um. Okay, hear me out on this. Captain America, Hawkeye, that's Seven. Scarlet Witch is 12. Yep. Green Goblin is 16. So eight, And then add Toad for 18.
1: Yes, or Black Widow.
0: Yes, or Black Instead Widow, but I think Toad is the better one on Hammers. Um, I think Toad is just an inch better than Black Widow when you're not dealing with affiliation right now because he can safely grab mid-board extract without being in Enchantress range.
1: Yeah, and I suppose it does make Tongue Lash that little bit better in that you've got a bit more chance of getting the push if you're getting that extra dice.
0: Yes. And Um, also it gives you more of a chance to get enough power to then go into a Spit Acid, which is another instance of Incinerate on this team.
1: Yep. No, that's that's another nice one. Getting, getting that incinerate. Oh, yes. Then, no, I'm. I'm. I think you've you've, you've got me on toad. Um,
0: and then you have Scarlet Witch, which just turning her six <laughs> dice into a seven dice builder. The
1: Scarlet Witch was an automatic definite. Give her a, a hammer or two, and the Hawkeye with the hammer, I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, I, I think. that... that
0: Green Goblin adding a hammer to bring him up from a 4 to a 5 is very powerful, and from a 7 to an 8 is also fairly solid. Um, yes,
1: and if you flip him, um, I know you drop your hammer, but if, if he is flipped and he manages to pick up a hammer... He, he can't. He even... Oh, he can't go when he gets to that point, because he's... Yep,
0: he's insane. He cannot carry uh, objectives. He cannot interact or carry extract tokens.
1: Yeah, so we need to make sure we keep him... If we're focusing on extracts, we need to make sure we keep him nice and healthy. Well, Um, as
0: as I mentioned earlier, there is a threat of activation with whenever we die, whenever someone gets close to a Green Goblin that's holding an extract, because as soon as you pick up that extract, if you're not immediately moving away from him, and especially moving away from him more than a medium, uh, Green Goblin can just catch up to you and kill you. Yes.
1: Yeah. He then leaves the extract there for somebody else to pick up, but that's that's fine.
0: That's we have a Quicksilver.
1: Yeah, we've got Quicksilver. We've got Toad as well, who can get yeah. there um, mm-hmm. with the hop and mm-hmm. um, interact within two. So no, I, I'm I'm happy with the uh, we're going fear, which mm-hmm. then means of the the other two that we talked about. Do we prefer Montesi over Struggle? I think. I think we prefer Struggle. struggle. Yeah, um, they're both 17. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think I think Struggle because then it means you you get your middle one, you get your two closest to you. It's giving you that extra power, or for the for the bees you've still got. Yeah, no, I I, I like Struggle, mm-hmm. so I'm comfortable with that as well.
0: So now I have an interesting question for you. Have you read the tactics cards in the Quicksilver Scarlet Witch box?
1: Um, I did briefly flick over them, haven't gone through them in too much detail, um, but there's definitely some interesting ones in there.
0: So with the prevalence of Quicksilver in our list, I do want to talk about Can I Borrow That?
1: And That one was... After an attack
0: made by an allied Quicksilver that damages an enemy character holding an asset is resolved... Uh, Quicksilver may spend two to play this card, move one asset token from the target character to Quicksilver. He picks it up and is now holding that token. This card does not allow a character to hold more tokens than the crisis specifies.
1: Uh, that sounds fantastic. Yes. That's, again, it kind of sits with what we're we're talking about here. It allows you to play the extract game. Um, no, uh, that, that, that definitely would be a worthwhile one.
0: Mm-hmm. So that means we've gotten three of our uh, tactics card slots figured out at this point. Because um, we already talked about in like uh, talking about the uh, Legacy Cure, um, we were talking about Advanced RD and Mission Objective already. And I think this is another card that plays into that game plan.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could definitely do that because Quicksilver could go and still, you know, you don't have to therefore overreach.
0: Yeah. Early.
1: one, you know, you can just go get the middle one and pull back. Um and then you you're looking at that third one. And you could I think this one, especially early days, is gonna catch a lot of people out. Yeah. Um because you you're not necessarily going to be seeing that and considering he can move essentially three longs, he can get anywhere and go and steal that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: if if he's sat on two and he's got enough power, he, he can just get there and take it and there's not much your opponent can do about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, though again, he can't use his ability while he's holding an extract.
1: Can't do the. So, he, can he not do either his extra long move or his runaway when he's so, holding an extract then? So, he can't use to his
0: speedster ability, um, but he can still use his uh, trickster equivalent, from my yes. reading.
1: Okay, so yeah, so that and that tricks the one was the one that I was thinking of when we were talking about herbs. Mm-hmm. In that, it it gives him a little bit of protection, um, other than the deception or the bow play. Um, if somebody attacks him while well, he's got that herb, he can use that to help get him across the board.
0: Yes. So now we let's talk about uh, uh, um, uh, I mean,
1: Avengers Assembled needs to go in there. I okay. Think yeah. That's a that's a no brainer for me. Um, or oh, if we're, if we're running Avengers, then we should be putting that in. Mm-hmm.
0: Now let's talk restricted cards. Um,
1: I. So my 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 go tos tend to be med Pac, and brace.
0: Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. I don't I don't think there's a compelling argument to go away from them in this list.
1: The only other one that. Potentially, is field dressing mm-hmm. um, for Green Goblin if we wanted to keep him healthy because we needed to do the extracts. I, the only problem with it, I think, really is that it's it's only a. If it, often I find field dressing is more of a temporary measure unless you're a. I use it a lot with Asgard because I can tend to do that, then med pack, then do the Asgard ability, and then really. Bring their health back to, to, to a good place, but generally, you kind of do it just to get just a little bit more, uh, maybe yeah. just that extra activation, and then he's going to get dazed anyway.
0: So, so in this, the the other place I see field dressing is in extremely wide lists.
1: Yes, where where you're 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 constantly trying to to go last, um, yeah, and that definitely helps.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I think for this, Brace and uh, Medpack are probably the, the two I would go with.
0: Which leaves us just two slots. And I want to talk about the card with the Green Goblin himself on it that I think is very good with him. Blind Obsession.
1: Oh, well, wow. Now now you know what we have missed,
0: though. Hmm. Dark Ock. Hmm. Do we want Dark Ock and well-laid plans in this list. Do we I wanna... love
1: that card. I, okay. I must admit, it's just thinking about it and the cards and if playing an extract heavy... Um, game. Game. If, if your opponent does manage to get up on, on the extracts, then uh-huh. you play that and all of a sudden it turns the tables, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. And I'm quickly doing math, so give me a second. Um, and that suddenly makes a 17 option for... Um, Cubes? Be Green Goblin, Captain America, Quicksilver, Hawkeye, Dark Ark. I like that. So, do we want to repl- replace Mystique with Dark Ark? And then bring in I more laid so. plans? Yes, I do. I, I will um, never complain about Dark Ark getting more love.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm happy to put Dark Ark in there, because, again, Dark Ark, I think, in Avengers, um, the role, from memory? His, yes, it brings it down to Ock? two. Brings it yeah, down to and two. I, and I always thought three for his throw was quite uh, expensive. He, he doesn't tend to suffer with um, power generation quite as much as others because of his scientific hubris. But,
0: mm-hmm. And um, his flurry of arms. Um, because yes. sometimes you just spike. Also, he is one of like the best defense stats on a three-cost character in the game.
1: Four, three, four, yeah. No, yeah. He, he's solid. I, I do like Doc Ock. And
0: mm-hmm. again, I think... With I, the
1: influence of the others, you're going to see him more anyway. But yeah, yeah I also... No, I'm, I'm happy with that. to To get that into to just give you that option. If you look across the table and at and the roster bill, um, the team selection point, and you think I'm going to struggle here on these extracts, just having that kind mm-hmm. of makes your opponent think twice.
0: Mm-hmm. So, going back, I did want to talk about blind obsession.
1: Yes, sorry, yes.
0: Um which is uh, has Green Goblin on the cover, came in his pack, um, three power, you play it during the activation phase. Uh, this character, The character who played it gains an obsession token, and you choose an enemy character, they also gain an obsession token. When attacking the character, um, add two dice to the attack. Uh, when anyone other than your chosen character attacks you, you lose two, defense to your, two dice to your defense, but otherwise you gain two di- dice to your defense and it goes away when one or both of you are KO'd. It makes 1v1 matchups hysterical. And considering we are having a lot of split boards, we have the potential for a lot of 1v1 matchups.
1: Absolutely, yeah. On on those B scenarios where like you say, low threat, B scenario, you've only really got one character on that side. Um, No, I I do like it. Um, I also think that that one on green goblin and put it against peter parker oh Um, amazing spider-man comes out um i think that's going to be great fun as well because it really does then become right you've got to go for that
0: let's talk about the other potential amazing spider-man tech which is marked for death yeah do you know about this card
1: um I, I I did read it when it came when it was spoiled, but um there's a lot of things that have been spoiled since then to remind me on this one.
0: So Mark for Death came out all the way back in the Black Dwarf Ebony Ma pack. Um another reason that pack is underrated. I will go on a rant someday on how Black Dwarf is actually a good character, but today's not that I, I, day. I've-
1: as a criminal syndicate player, I've I've got time for Black Dwarf, but I've
0: yes. I've had him start to show up in some X Men lists. I can see that as just the cheapest massive base in the game. Yes, and <laughs> then getting yeah. him to, and just hopping him over a beast into the scrum is very scary.
1: Yep, I've just read that Mark for Death, and um,
0: yes, mm-hmm. now so for the people can... at home. Uh, two allied characters within five of the same enemy character both pay one, so it's real cheap and real easy to get off. This round, the enemy character loses and cannot gain stealth, its speed becomes short, and cannot modify or re-roll its defense dice.
1: So again, if we're looking at the extract play, this will be very useful um, if you've got, especially if, if your opponent picks a, a single extract and they've got that one mm-hmm. character running around with the single extract, you you could d- quite easily do this. Um a potentially blind obsession as well. I think the combo those two and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're you're all in on that one character. Um yeah. I can see that definitely.
0: Sadly we don't actually have the room in our list currently for both of them. We only have room for oh, one.
1: You've tempted me with both. Here I am coming up with this tactic and we've only got room for one. Yes. Um I personally would go with blind obsession over Marks of Death purely because I think the The thought of running blind obsession with Green Goblin on Peter Parker just tickles me.
0: Um, very fair.
1: I, I just think that would be a a, a fun thing to do, mm-hmm. and like you say, it, you you know that's a very fringe case, but actually, blind obsession can come in very useful on those one-on-one matchups.
0: Well, and more importantly, and this is a thing that I've learned a lot with. Uh, playing Green Goblin because I've played a lot of Green Goblin. If you don't have priority the time that the turn that Green Goblin flips you play Blind Obsession on someone across the board who's in the middle of a couple characters and target their most important figure and go, which one of these two problems are you going to take care of and which one are you going to let me activate? Because it's very rare they can deal with both Green Goblin and a Blind Obsession target on the other side of the board next to an important piece. Um, so just blind obsession as three power force out your first activation and direct what, give you a problem you have to answer or else it will devastate you. So you can allow your other place to go through. Yeah, is a yeah, very I, powerful turn.
1: I I can see that. No, I, yeah. No, I'm, I'm I think blind obsession would be would be a good one.
0: Cool. So that means we have a full list at this point. Um, to go back for to go back over it for people at home, it's Green Goblin, Captain America, Quicksilver, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, Loki, Mind Gem, Toad, and Doctor Octopus. For our Tactics cards, we have Advanced R&D, Mission Objective, Can I Borrow That? Avengers Assemble, Brace for Impact, Med Pack, Well Laid Plans, and Blind Obsession. And then for uh crises, we have Terragen Cloud sweep over city, sword based established on Moon's blue area, and fifth vows to find missing witnesses. And then for extracts we have Deadly Legacy Virus Cured. Uh struggle for the for the cube continues and fear grip's world is warzy terrorized cities. This seems like a fun list.
1: It does. Um I, it's definitely something I, I'm going to have to try out at some point um, because there, there's a lot in there that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be taking season five by taking season five by storm, um, but no, it does seem like a fun a fun setup.
0: Yeah, and it's an important thing to remember about experimentation because I think this is this is a very cutting edge list. We are talking about a lot of things we didn't know about until three days ago on this list. Yeah. Um sometimes experiments don't work out, and that's okay because you can learn stuff and go forward with that even if the experiment failed. Um I've I've talked to a couple people who are like, yeah, it about like some of the stuff we do on the show, and it's not always competitively viable, but one, that's not always what we're intending, but two, Sometimes we can find a kernel of something that will become competitively viable within all of this, and it's important to try it and get it on the table, more than just think about it and dismiss it because it's not the obvious thing.
1: Absolutely, I couldn't couldn't agree more. And I, I think one thing with this list, especially, is Green Goblin. As we touched on at the start, you're gonna see more of Green Goblin, and if you if you're interested in some of the other spider foes going down a route like this is actually gets you used to green goblin you've gone you're gonna maybe Mm -hmm. run doc ock a bit as well and it's getting you used to some of the the parts of the spider foes that you you're probably going to run if you're waiting for that release anyway but maybe you're just not running spider foes at the moment because Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yes they're limited i know you you yourself have managed to do the one with thanos but outside Mm -hmm. of that you don't tend to see it so much so yeah Yeah. these are the kind of things where if you know in the future you're likely to run a character that you're not necessarily running now doing something like this is quite good fun and gives you a chance to get used to that character Mm
0: -hmm.
1: maybe not in the affiliation that you're going to use them in later but still get those reps in um and and experiment and you can learn from it
0: yeah and especially with a character as weird as green goblin green goblin is an acquired skill
1: yes yeah, he's not a, he's not a plug and play style yeah. character at all.
0: Um, he he has many of the kind of lesser regarded characters for the most part. The couple I think are a little bit below the curve in ways that skill expression can't quite bring up to even on the curve, as well as. Um, but like the two I really think about are Green Goblin and the other hidden one character that doesn't get a lot of love, uh, Bullseye. I think are both characters that get exponentially better with good skill expression
1: i would say bullseye is a much steeper learning curve <laughs> i i'm yeah, outside of allowing you to go very wide in criminal syndicate i think bullseye it, it does struggle um he I don't has doubt the jank are... though yeah i was gonna. Say, i don't doubt that hit and run allows you it, it opens up doors that most of the characters don't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but it, so it okay. do f-
0: he has the fun combo of both hit and run and potting shot.
1: Yes. Um, I, I, you're right. He, he's definitely not a plug-and-play character. Yeah. Um, I, I just I think his ceiling, as such, the, the most you can get out of him is less than, I think, with Green Goblin. I think Green Goblin, as you say... With the right tactics and skill level, I think you can get a lot out of Green Goblin. I think Bullseye, you can get stuff out of him. I just, I'm not sure you can get as much as such.
0: I personally will disagree with you on Bullseye because I think I think he's super undervalued in a weird way. Um, yeah. But that is a question for a Bullseye episode that I ne- I want to have so badly. Please someone they, you know, talk to me about
1: Bullseye.
0: <laughs> Bullseye is like one of, I think, the two characters that I most want to do an episode on that hasn't come up yet.
1: Fair enough. I think there I th- will be a very interesting uh, episode when you do it because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have wrote him off very early. And I think, that, like you say, there's definitely something there, but I- I'll be intrigued to see where you go when you do that episode.
0: Yes. And, and as I have brought up on House Party Protocol before... Um there's also the fact that half of the time I'm playing bullseye I tilt the hell out of my opponent with bullseye and they just try and kill bullseye against every other possible thing they can do in the game. Fair enough. And that's a powerful ability. That's was not that with an its card.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that alone is something that's um worth worth experiment. I think he's one of those ones again where I think there are some there's a lot of underused tactic team tactics cards out there that yeah. you could start to look at with just the lens of Bullseye and saying, like, how do I get the most out of him? Um, elemental like
0: say, probably, Elemental yeah. Infusion
1: Yes Yeah mm-hmm. like, right. He has some legs, definitely
0: Yeah But again, that's for a Bullseye episode that hopefully will happen one day um, If people wanted to reach out to you where could they reach out to you at?
1: They they can reach out to me on, I'm on Twitter and I'm on uh, Instagram at Martin Swaffield um, and we have a Tales of War Games uh, website where you can find all our stuff um, just www.talesofwargames.com
0: Fantastic Thank you very much for coming
1: No problem Thank you very much for having me
0: Um, And if you want to find me, I am Lexa White on all the MCP Discords and g on all the non-MCP Discords. If you want to see me talk about television, come visit my Tumblr at ggipped.tumblr.com. I'm currently working my way through Kung Fu, the CW TV show, which I'm a little behind on because I was uh, out of state and without internet or TV for about a week there. And so I fell behind there. So I intend to catch up soon enough. And then... Uh, if you want to see me play something completely different, most Sunday mornings and some Saturday mornings now at uh, early morning hours Pacific Standard Time, we're not as regular as we used to be. Sometimes we start at 6, sometimes we start at 8 PST. Who knows? Uh, but come visit Code App Games uh, twitch.tv slash games to see me play or just do design talk for Arkham Horror the Card Game. So yeah, it was a whole lot of fun. Thank you very much for coming on.
1: Thank you very much for having me, and again, congratulations on the 20th episode.
0: Thank you, and keep experimenting, people.